everyone, and welcome to Season 3 of the Social Liability Podcast with Episode 122. This is the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, The Raspberries, with my co-host, The Buck, bringing you yet another season of a podcast that nobody listens to. Yeah, 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 pretty much. I'm just glad we started with episode 122 for the uh, for the for the you know front runner of season three. You know, we missed an episode a couple of weeks ago because of COVID and everything like that, and it screwed up our our count. We're we're minus one, but had it gone the way it should have, we would have ended up starting this season with a prime number, and that's just never good. Like starting out of the gate with a prime number. Ugh. So at least we have that going for us. <laughs> you know, hopefully, hopefully that brings good tidings. Well, in fairness, we have never gone a single week without an episode. Just uh, we we started doing the, the the two episodes a week, and we ended up having to stop mid recording uh, a couple weeks ago, and we never got the second episode out. So it was just, it was just a bonus episode. It wasn't the prime timeline. You know, this it was that was the one off in the Abrams verse that no one cares about. But you know, we we have this last week. We did uh, we did something a little bit new. We did the regular episode just in the normal format, like we normally do with with news stories. And then uh, the Wednesday episode, which is our bonus episode, uh, we actually took to Reddit and we're doing uh, some things off of there, which we're going to do again this week. So if you uh, are listening uh, to the Saturday episode one twenty two. Uh, 123 is going to be a little bit different, so you might want to give that one a listen and see what you think. Uh, we haven't decided what we're going to, if we're going to keep doing that or not, but it's looking promising. With that being said, let's jump right into our normal Saturday fair, shall we? And we're going to start with a story from Fox 35. This is out of Orlando. I will hit you. Florida man, 77, punches friend, 84, over golf etiquette at the Villages. Is it just me, or the village is like the, like, it's like, everything bizarre happens at the villages. They're going to turn it into the next dementia community, man. I think they're already there. That's what they're going to do. You know what? I don't know if there's a wall around it or not, but if they put one up, they could just... It is so big. They have their own post office. They have their own police force. It is, it is a city. It's not just—it's oh, not just a gated community. It is a city. Hey, man, we 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 actually do have somebody within the ranks of the U.S. populace that thought they could build a wall from California to the edge of Texas. Why is it so outlandish for me to, to for me to even postulate that they build a wall around a city? I, want, I don't know. I, I don't so much want a wall. Either. I want a moat. <laughs> Jeez, we're about ready to go down the rabbit hole. Well, you better just dude, get started. You, you, How... you have to keep the Black Knight at bay. That's all I'm saying. Uh, na, 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 get started. Just tell me about the villages. All right, we're going to start with that. <laughs> An argument between two men on the green at the villages over golf etiquette led to one of them facing battery charges, according to the Sumter County deputies. Uh, Richard Randall, 77, entered a not guilty plea for his alleged crime against his 84-year-old friend. 
According to the arrest affidavit, the incident happened between the two golfers on April 29th at De La, Vela, De La Vista Golf Course on San Marino Drive. Uh, deputies spoke to a man who was playing golf with both Randall and the friend. Around the fourth hole, the man said the two began arguing, which was something they reportedly did often. The affidavit said the friend told Randall, who was standing on the green near the hole, to move, to which Randall replied, saying he knew the etiquette of the game. They continued to argue. Uh, the friend reportedly flipped off Randall. <laughs> I just something about seeing an 84-year-old man flip you off. I don't know. <laughs> this makes me giggle. Uh, Randall then approached his friend and reportedly said, Do that again and I will hit you. The friend flipped him off again, and that's when Randall reportedly punched the man in the face. The friend fell to the ground. Deputy said the victim was taken to a local hospital with a visibly swollen bruise on the side of his face. Randall was arrested on charges of battery of a person 65 years or older. <laughs> Tell you what, people people think that like old people are all like friendly and freaking nice and everything like that. Tell you what, 77-year-old man looks at you and says, do that again and I'll hit you. He's probably gonna. <laughs> let me, let me, I got two words for you, man. Borrowed time. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get, no matter what he does or how he does it, even if it ends up with life in prison at 77 years old, you think that guy's really like about ready to spin the roulette wheel of life to see if that's worth it or not? No, 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 no. It's very easy to quantify worth when you know how little time you have left. <laughs> that man yeah, that... says he's going to hit you. That man says he's going to hit you. Buddy, I'm you. telling you what, he he's gonna he gonna hit you. He gonna hit you gonna like, get it. <laughs> you gonna get it. And so, yeah, I mean like you will you will regret what you what you have just repeated. If if it if it comes with the threat of I will hit you from anybody above seventy five years old. Yeah. Eighty eight years old he should have fucking known. Eighty four, eighty eight, whatever. Yeah, but you, you know, know what? You, man, you, know what like, his, you know what his defense yeah. is going to be when he goes into court. You know, it doesn't matter how spry he is out there on the golf course and out there swinging on his buddy. He's going to come in there on a, with a walker <laughs> with an oxygen tube hanging off his face and go, "I'm hurt." <laughs> Dude, I I would show up to court in, in a wheelchair. It works. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it's called tiny timing. I'm not a senior citizen yet, so for this, for the for the for those younger than the golden years, it's called tiny timing. But no, he would do that. He'd he'd old guy his way out. But no, at the end of the day, like I kind of, kind of, kind of just think this what? is hilarious. Yeah, it is. Hey, listen, man. No, I'm still fucking fixed on the logistical nightmare. That would that it, that it would be to put a moat around an entire city, okay? I, I didn't but, say no, no, no. I'm talking about my like, house. I'm gonna moat around we... my house. Okay, all right, good. I was sitting there thinking. I was like, you're arguing that a fence would be less effective around a senior community than a freaking moat. Do you know you'd have to build a wall anyhow just to keep? <laughs> like, you gotta keep. There are two ends of people now that you gotta keep out of the water. Like, the whole premise of the moat is that people know to stay away from it. You're going to have people sunbathing in there. What if you what if you have an alligator? You will in Florida. 
The thing is, we really want alligators. That's the point. That's, I want alligators. The, <laughs> yeah, I know, but with that demographic, it's just a liability waiting to happen without a wall. No, that's you how, that's, the, no, that's, how, that's how you free up space. I just... <laughs> there's a part of me, there's a part of me that, that knew if I went to a certain point that you would just put it in the hole for me. And that's what you did right there with that with that remark, dude. Just, oh my gosh, unscripted comedic layup. God, I love you, Raz. Either way, man, what do we got? What do we got for thing number two? This, Where are we headed? Well, we're staying in Florida. Uh, this is coming from clickorlando.com. Man bites Groveland officer after crashing into multiple vehicles, porta potty. <laughs> I hate how they they try to uh, like shrink the titles down by using commas, and it, it just comes out bad. Uh, this happened in Groveland, Florida. A man is locked up in Lake County after he crashed his vehicle multiple times and bit an officer. Uh, police arrested Adlai Flores Thursday, uh, thirty on Thursday. That's hard to say. Investigators say they received reports of a man traveling around the Cypress Oaks neighborhood, slamming into multiple vehicles, hitting a porta potty, and then crashing into a retention pond. <laughs> Police say the driver, Flores, then ran into a marsh, which is where they uh, he was found when law enforcement arrived. Investigators say Flores refused multiple orders to come out of the marsh. Police and a trooper entered the marsh to retrieve him. Flores struggled with the officers and uh, held onto trees as they worked to pull him from the marsh. I just pictured dude with his arms wrapped around a tree and them yanking on his legs. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. <laughs> After he was pulled on the dry land, the struggle continued, resulting in one officer being bitten on the arm. Breaking the skin, according to the rest affidavit. Now, let me just tell you this. There's a lot of things that, you know, when I was in law enforcement, I would put up with. I, I, I would fight. I don't, I'll fight you. If you bite me, I'm knocking your fucking teeth out. <laughs> oh, that was, that was like the thing you just don't do. You don't bite. The moment you did that, oh, you, you, you go into the hospital. <laughs> For reference, I fucking bite. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit it either. If if things are gonna go to fisticuffs, you, I'll tell you what. You know, first off, especially now, but you know, even in my even like in my walking and running around and skipping and playing days, if, if I'm a biter, I really am. So word to the wise: if you come buck, you're getting a bite. Flores eventually requested medical assistance and was hospitalized due to being intoxicated and involved in multiple crashes. The hospital, uh, I'm sorry, the officer who was bitten and the trooper were, who was also injured in the struggle were taken to a hospital as well. Flores was medically cleared and faces charges of battery on a law enforcement officer, resisting an officer with violence, driving without a license, and leaving the scene of an accident with property damage. Yeah. Uh, Fucked up. See, I don't, I don't usually buy into the assault on the officer stuff. Because um, a lot of times it's completely bullshit. But not it, when it's a bite, man. Not when it's a bite, no, sir. Nope. 
Now that nope. there is quantifiable evidence that somebody was trying to damage that man. Well, and here's the, the here, and here's the problem with a bite too is it you, you're talking about bloodborne pathogens Hep at this C. point. You're talking about Pepsi. A lot of a lot of other things too, uh, and you uh, that's six months of just nerve wracking, like getting a test three times to determine whether you contracted something from this ass clown. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't deal well with biting. No, no, man. And no, but that's, that's legit, man. You got to take those pet medications, man. The post-exposure prophylaxis, like, like they give us a whole class on that thing, man. And I actually remember one of our coworkers was searching a cell and cut his finger on a, on a hidden razor. And he had to go right to the emergency room, like immediately. Like they, they actually, like in our, our, our prison, the place we worked was, it thought it was a lot better than it was. So they actually did something right though. They like called the cops, they got the guy out of there. They actually like called somebody up, transported him out, got him to the hospital. And we're talking about the officer. He had to get blood tests all the way across the board, had to go show up at some health clinic you know, on like in like a really bad neighborhood every week, get medication shots and oh it was it was terrible. It was six months is what they did. That's why they I had to do this for six months. That's why I always took that long extender that we got for the handcuff keys and I used that to search inside of cracks and stuff. Yeah, man. I mean like at one, at one like, point, at one point, I even had, it looked like a pen, but it was actually a, a retractable magnet on a stick, and I'd stick that into places. But uh, yeah, I wasn't sticking my blind hand. Mm-mm, I wasn't blind pawing shit because stuff like that does happen. But oh yeah, oh yeah, that's legit. And now you got a guy biting somebody. Like you know, I say it. I, I didn't say it jokingly, but I do say it. You know, a little lightheartedly. I am a biter. Like that's true, but. You know, the, with with great power comes great responsibility. This man's gonna get, he's gonna get what's coming to him. He probably did. He's gonna bite somebody. Though. He probably Don't did. Bite a cop. The whole like, oh, he got transported because of uh, the injuries from the from the accidents. No, he got his ass. Whipped. Yeah, no. He got tuned up. Is what happened. <laughs> he got and he I got tuned say, the fuck up. In my opinion, rightfully so. In my opinion, rightfully so. Yeah, I'm against. I'm a definitely, definitely, definitely against police brutality. But uh, if if you bring in a bruised turd on handcuffs and what the fuck, and they, well, he bit me. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, you know what? There are no rules. There are no hey, like bite equals fight. Like that's that's it. Like that's just it. And there are no rules in a fight. Like fine you want to bite let's see what we got mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let, let's let's go ahead you lit the fire let's cook it now all right boom <laughs> all right buck we're back with the second half of the show here and we're gonna go to a, a, a news article we typically don't have you know we don't you don't get things from this source this is the atlanta black star uh could jeopardizing police safety Alabama judge blocks release a video showing police canine mauling a 51-year-old man to death after a false burglary call. 
On Wednesday, May 18th, Chief U.S. Deputy Judge Emily C. Marks denied Joseph Petaway's family a motion seeking, asking to remove the confidentiality designation from police body cam videos of, a, of the deceased being bitten to death by a Montgomery Police Department canine. While the family and their attorney believe releasing the footage would promote transparency surrounding the four-year-old case, the judge is standing with the city's lawyers who claim the release in the video will cause chaos. The Atlanta Black Star obtained a civil a lawsuit filed by the Petaway family in 2019 against the city and the police department for violating Petaway's 4th and 14th Amendment rights. The claim alleges that on Sunday, July 8, 2018, police engaged in excessive force when they allowed Nico, a dog on the force, to sink his teeth so deeply into the thigh of a man, even before verifying that he was a criminal, causing his wrongful death. At the time, police, police believed Petaway may have been a burglar breaking into a mostly empty house at uh, Cresta Circle. I'm not going to give the whole address. Uh, they were alerted by an anonymous report that there appeared to be an unknown person inside the house. When they arrived at the residence, they shouted at Petaway to come out, but either he did not hear their shouts or he did, uh, or he did, not, he did not hear their shouts or he did not hear them. That's weird. Um, and did not respond to them in any manner uh, audible to the officer. That is when they released Nico a, on Petaway and captured the fatal attack on their body cams in question. The suit also claims that police failed to provide medical aid to the man during the crucial moments after the dog bite, allowing him to bleed to death. In an excessive, um, sorry, an exclusive statement uh, via email to the Atlanta Black Star, the family attorney Chip Nix said Petaway was in the house that he <laughs> that was being remodeled, but unlike previous reports, he was not uh, in his mother's house. I guess he was remodeling the house. Uh, while he was in the house, there was another person in there with him. Both men, at some point, believed that that uh, they were alone in the house. Nick stated that uh, there was a person in the house when Mr. Petaway entered who did call 911 because he, uh, he could not recognize JLP's face. The person had been working with uh, Joseph Lee remodeling the house. He was later acknowledged that he knows JLP but did not know it was JLP at the time. Uh, the time of the entry was about 2.40 a.m. The Montgomery police said the homeowner also approved them to come into their home with the dogs in an effort to protect their property. Uh, still, the lawsuit says that at no time is a reasonable threat to the MPD and no reason for the animal to be released. And once released, they had the responsibility to save Petaway's life. The lawsuit reads, From the screams and or pleas of Mr. Petaway heard by the MPD police during the attack, they knew the dog was attacking Joseph Lee Petaway and knew that he was being violently injured by the dog. He was being mauled and his flesh was being torn and ripped by the police dog. After the police began... I'm sorry, after the police dog began attacking Mr. Petaway in the house, MPD police allowed the dog to continue to attack, uh, violently attack Mr. Petaway, during which time the MPD policeman entered the house and intervened uh, and took any, or at no time, rather, did the MPD policeman enter the house and intervene or take any actions that effectively restrained or ceased the dog's attack on Mr. Petaway. Nix told ABS that the city does not do, doesn't believe the officers were in error during part any part of the incident. The city and its officers are claiming that excessive force was not used and the release of the dog was proper. They also claim the department policy was not to render aid to a suspect injured by them and that therefore they are not liable to Mr. Petaway's estate for the fact that he bled to death. Let me read that again. They also claim the department policy was to not render aid to a suspect 
injured by them and that, therefore, they are not liable to Mr. Petaway's estate for the fact that he bled to death. Holy shit. Uh, the police on the scene, about six or seven of them, did not even try to stop the bleeding with direct pressure. The family filed a motion to have the footage shown, uh, showing the grisly killing released that has been blocked at every turn. Our claim is that the medical aid is a requirement of the Constitution in the circumstance and that the policy enacted and enforced by the city that caused the violation of the Constitution and JLP's death, therefore creating a cause of action uh, called a monal claim. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, we argue that medical aid should have been rendered to stop the bleeding, Nix maintains. The city's attorney was first uh, to object to the distribution. They argued the release of the video could put the officers in danger. They further argue the footage is so disturbing it possibly could wind up facilitating civil unrest and would impact law enforcement privacy, causing annoyance and embarrassment. Really? <laughs> For those on duty, believing that's, that's, that... that's the hill they're going to die on. For those believing they That's were doing their jobs in good faith. Oh, my God. The judge has also filed uh, filed the videos under a protective order, stopping it from being released due to the public. The lawyer uh, reveals the family heard the 911 call and seen the police body cam footage. Their lawyers also rent, uh, rendered to the court a timeline of events based on the video. It was subsequently suppressed from public record. On Wednesday, May 18th, Griffin Sykes, another attorney on the case, said the claims are not valid and the people have a right to see the footage, which is a crucial evidence in a civil suit. The United States courts are the people's courts, he reminded the city. It is important for Sykes to let the public know the city did not share the footage with the family or his office until two years after the incident. The lawyers described the video... Uh, of the two-minute mauling in detail in the lawsuit documents, highlighting how his screams were ignored and how officers allowed the, quote, police dog in the house unaccompanied by a handler and without effective means of controlling the dog or the violent attack, end quote. Nick's email pointed out that the dog gained entry through the front door uh, that the other person inside left open when he vacated the premises after calling 911. In a deposition, the handler testified that he put the dog into a chokehold until the dog uh, almost passed out before he could get him to release from Pet, uh, Petaway's groin area. The lawsuit states Petaway never stopped bleeding, even uh, as he was transported to the hospital in an ambulance. Uh, upon arrival, he was declared dead. The dog's handler, Nicholas Barber, who was also being sued for his part in the 51-year-old's death, joked about the mauling no more than five minutes after his dog was off the dying man, according to a since-suppressed timeline of the incident. Did you get a bite? Uh, one officer asked him. Barber responded, sure did, he, 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 chuckling. Uh, the cop questioned, are you serious? To which uh, Barber replied, fuck yeah. Uh, at the May 18th court hearing, Judge Marks denied the family's motion without prejudice, meaning that the Petaways uh, will still be able to refile in the future likely after both parties in the lawsuit complete depositions later in the year, uh, file final motions for summary judgment. What do you think of that, Buck? That, that is absolutely disgusting. I have, I have a couple questions for you before I really, really like postulate on, on what my thoughts are here. Is it, is it, and I, I mean this sincerely, I'm not absolutely positive, so that's why I'm asking. Is it common practice for a police dog to maul the person that they are 
that they're detaining? Or isn't it isn't it just like they're supposed to like really make sure that that person doesn't want to move? So like the the way the dogs are supposedly trained, supposedly, and I say this because you know as you know I did go through some handler training, uh, and we were I, I was in the process of getting assigned a canine. Um, the dog is trained to bite and hold. So that's why it's always it, it they train it to bite onto the arms uh, or the legs, most of the arms if pos- you know possible, and to hold the suspect. It, it's not to, it, to to like bite 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 tear bite into or it. tear into. It. It's supposed to bite and hold. Now, it's a dog. It's not a person. You can't explain to the dog that listen dog, this is what we're going to do. It just doesn't work that way. It's a dog. And I, I, so they have to have a handler with it at all times. No, there, there are circumstances where you, they, they, they do teach them to release the dog. But in this scenario, there's no credible threat. We just know there's somebody in the house. And, in, and, and here, here's the whole thing with police dogs. I have a huge problem with police dogs. I really do. Um, one, you know, every police dog in the country is practically useless at this point as a drug detection dog. So we've trained them all to look for marijuana. Well, guess what? Marijuana is legal just about everywhere now at this point. So your police dogs are fucking worthless for that. Now, using them as a as a tool to uh, subdue a subject, ah, I have such a big problem with it. And, and here's why. Um, police use them regularly as punishment. You know, there there was a there was always. They say, "Did you get a bite? Yeah. Did you get it? Did you get the bad guy? Yeah. Bit him good. You know. You release the dog. The dog bites them, and you and they usually let him go. They're like, yeah. If I had to let the dog go, you're going to get bit for a while. So they they sit there and let him go for a while, and then uh, then they finally pull the dog off. Now the fact that the the officer even testifies that he had to put his dog in a damn chokehold to get him off. That dog's training is shite. Or he just, that's, or or, that's, or he's, mm-hmm. or he's encouraged that dog to be vicious so much that the dog's trying to please its owner by being vicious. They're, they're, the dog legit killed somebody. I mean, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, that's that's what it boils down to. And I don't think that the dog did it for any other reason than that's what he was trained to do. Exactly. Or and that's where that's where the problem is. And and here's the other you know, thing too that. <laughs> If you, like, strike a police dog, you get charged with the same thing as if you hit an officer. A lot of times it's enhanced because people are like, oh, the poor dog, and they feel more emotional about the dog. So you'll see people get a, like, a higher sentence just because they hit the dog. But if this dog is grabbing on you and ripping and, and, and trying to do what dogs do, you're expected to not defend yourself against the dog. So, I mean, he, yeah. the dog is doing something instinctual. Human beings also do things that are instinctual. So I have a, I have a huge problem with police dogs in general. They, 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 they can serve a legitimate purpose. Uh, but it, it's it's gotten to the point now where it's, it, it, it is so, like, for drug detection, sorry to tell you this, folks, but most drug dogs are full of shit. Um, 80% of all... Uh, hits is what we call them for for drugs usually end up being bullshit the dog is just trying to please the owner it knows it makes the owner happy or the handler in this case happy when it finds the drugs so it, it's 
the police dogs are, are an antiquated thing. They served a purpose at one point. I, don't, I think they've outlived their usefulness. But the whole idea of using it to take someone down should be the absolute last, last resort. Other than simply just, you know, shooting through the wall. Uh, by releasing that dog, yeah. you, are, you are releasing a, a, a sentient being. Well, maybe not sentient, but it's it's definitely uh, it's its own animal. <laughs> An animal by definition. So I, I have a huge problem with police dogs. Now, the whole concept of the, of the, the judge saying, oh, we're not going to release the footage because it's going to piss people off. No shit. No shit. Yeah, that's... And you know what? They make a good point. It is the people's court. It is the people's court. Like, why are we suppressing it? Because it will cause embarrassment and shame. Well, I, I really hate to say it, but those two things are kind of well-deserved at this point in time. I mean, you should be embarrassed and you should be ashamed. You know, oh, it'll cause public, you know, outrage against the police. Good. Well, you know, I mean, like, if you if you step in dog shit, you've got to clean it off. Like, I'm sorry, man. That's, that's, that's your shit sandwich. you got to eat it. You know? That's just... Why are we letting people like that and like they're uh see this is i got a i got a big issue with with whom get or not whom but with who gets hired as a police officer like they're uh, there's got to be a way to vet this kind of trash out did you get a bite did you get a bite fuck yeah guy's sitting there bleeding like a sieve man like that's that's a problem oh then we got the whole concept of it's our policy not to render aid yeah, that's what? just wrong. What? Yeah, <laughs> that is insane. I, isn't isn't that like the antithesis of what the police are actually supposed to do? That is like, insane. That they would actually somebody had the fucking balls to put pen to paper and say, "Do not render aid to someone that you hurt." Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's. Oh man, <laughs> I I just I don't even know these these kinds of of people wearing badges and given the responsibility of training training an animal, and then that animal does. I, I really believe that the that the dog did exactly what it was trained to do yeah it ain't, and, it ain't the dog it, it ain't the dog's fault problem. it is not the dog's uh-uh. fault no no the dog nope. did exactly what it that's, was supposed to do that's the that's the problem it did what it was supposed to do no it did what it was trained that's to what do. i'm saying nah but you know it's supposed to grab and hold bite and hold no what i'm that's saying what it, it's supposed to do right what i'm saying is it was trained it, it it's we're we're playing semantics. The dog was Here we are. The dog did what it was told to do. How's that? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. And that's just Yeah, that's just disgusting. So how how are we gonna wrap this show up, man? Like what are we what are we gonna bring it bring it around with? Tell me we got something good. Well we're gonna defend dogs now. Uh this is oh, okay. <laughs> this is that'll be the better. Uh this is coming from the Lake Geneva News dot net. North Carolina assistant district attorney. 
If barking dog's vocal cords are removed, noise citations will be dropped. Yes, indeedy. Uh, Graham County, North Carolina. A great, I'm sorry, a great, uh, yeah, uh, what? Pyrenees? Oh, Pyrenees. 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 I was thinking it was a city name. I was, whatever. Uh, a great Pyrenees in Graham County has gotten into some legal trouble. Seven-year-old Leo's barking has racked up more than $750 in noise violation citations and attorney's fees. Leo's bark does travel, but it's just because he's 120 pounds, Eden says. Eden says Leo's bark uh, does not bark more than other dogs in the neighborhood and believes that he and his family are being unfairly targeted by the Graham County Sheriff's Office following a complaint. I have a neighbor and there are three or four dogs that bark, and my neighbor across the street has a dog that barks. So I think singing, uh, um, singling us out for one dog is a little ridiculous. During a court appearance on Tuesday, Eddings uh, said that he was stunned to hear what a representative from the Graham County District Attorney's Office offered in terms of a plea deal. He said, if you have the vocal cords removed surgically, we would drop all charges. <laughs> Eddings said, it's crazy. It is inhumane. Uh, Graham County... My screen moved here. Graham County District Attorney Ashley Welsh confirmed an assistant district attorney made the suggestion. Welch issued the following statement. I have confirmed that an assistant district attorney in my district suggested as a possible solution to violations of a town's noise ordinance that a dog's vocal cords be surgically altered. Uh, whether offering in jest or seriousness, the suggestion was inappropriate. I am unable to offer additional comment this time as it is a personnel matter. Neither Leo nor Eddings is off the hook. Eddings' next court appearance is scheduled for October. Uh, we're willing to negotiate, Eddings said. We'll put up a fence, things like that. But I'm not going to go uh, put on a barking collar, and I'm not going to have, have him have surgery. According to Graham's noise ordinance, quiet hours are not defined. The ordinance does specifically uh, does specify between disturbing and unnecessary noise. Both criteria state a noise should not be clearly audible at a distance of more than 50 feet from the noise source. Graham County Sheriff uh, Jerry Chris confirmed his deputies have issued several noise violations uh, to Eddings, both for the dog's barking and loud music. Chris said his office received complaints from many of Eddings' neighbors. Since the last citation, no additional complaints have been filed. Okay. I... I do... I Go do, ahead, man. I do hate barking dogs. I hate barking dogs. I hate barking dogs. I really do. I can't... I, I hate the fact that I try to walk through my neighborhood just to go on a walk. And every other house, there's a dog at the fence. Shut up. Uh, my dogs... I have three. I have three now, by the way. Because I acquired another one over the last weekend. Um... They, they will and he is so cute and derpy looking oh my god you got such a cute little pupper what a lucky find oh my gosh sorry you're weird so, i had to gush a little so I, I hate it when they run to the fence to bark at somebody and as soon as i make the ah, noise or whatever they stop they're like okay yeah yeah i know you hate it i'll shut up dad you know <laughs> uh i i really do hate people that can't train their dogs not to be assholes but the dogs are doing what dogs do uh, I have never once thought about calling the police and saying my neighbor's dog's barking now yeah. 
Now, uh, that being uh, said, that being said, if we go back to like episode like two, I did have to go knock on my neighbor's door once. Uh, it was like three in the morning. I had to, I had to knock on the door and be like, "Really?" Because this damn dog would not shut up. The reason it wouldn't shut up was not its fault because these people were assholes and decided I am going to get myself a dog and make it a lawn ornament and just throw it in the backyard and forget it exists. And the dog was pissed. So I don't blame the dog. But I did, uh, I, 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 I needed some sleep and I was very mad at those neighbors. <laughs> and I'm still very mad at those neighbors to this day. We, we've moved, they moved before we did, then we moved. So I'm not, I don't even know where they're at. I don't care. Uh, all I know is I was mad. But I didn't call the police. But you know, if, if, what are if your laws are so vague that what are, what are the hours that you can cite? Well, whatever we want. Now that's kind of bullshit. But then to have the audacity to for the district attorney to, or assistant district attorney, sorry, to say, well, if you go get his vocal cords cut, then maybe we'll drop the charges. Yeah, that that's that's way out of line, man. Way out of line. Why? That's just, that's despicable. You're taking away, like, the dog's second biggest defense mechanism. Like, that's horrible. That's horrible. Like, what are you, a Mexican fucking cartel? You know, Colombian cartel? Those are the, like, those are the people that have their dog's vocal cords removed. They, They call them hush puppies. Because, you know, you never hear them bark when you break into their houses and they come and maul your ass. And it's cruel. And it's terrible. The scarring. The, the you know, like, dogs have feelings. I'm a firm believer in that. And you, like, all the other dogs are barking and you can't do it. Like, it may not hit them like that, but there's got to be some feeling of, like, being left out. Not being able to howl, not being able to bark. Like, why would you take that away? Why would you do that? That's that's just disgusting. I personally, my neighbors right below me have two outside dogs. One is an Australian Shepherd mix, and the other is a Great Pyrenees. And he is a beautiful, well well tempered, wonderful dog. And you know what? He fucking barks, and that dog barks. He's only like 15 weeks old. And when that dog barks, it could shake the gates of hell. It really could. You know, so I I, I know. I know a, grand, a great Pyrenees can bark, bark its head off. But the fact of the matter is that even when those dogs start caterwauling at, you know, three in the morning, you know, caregiver Katie and I just look at each other after we are woken up and we go, whatever was trying to get into our yard didn't freaking make it. What's your thought on you know? What's your thought on outside dogs? You know, I don't, I don't really have an opinion. I mean, like if you if you set up the like, like I said, my neighbor's got two outside dogs. I got no problem with it. I got no problem with it because I see what what my neighbor does in order to cater to and you know facilitate those dogs comfort and happiness so you know by, by, they, so, by facilitating their comfort and happiness you mean he's putting a chain around their neck and tying them to a tree or to a post 
No, they're not tied up. They're just running. They loose. run freely. Yep, and they stay within the boundaries of the yard. It's it's the most uncanny thing. It really is, you know. But we live we live like way off the beaten path, though, you know. So even if they stepped out of the yard, they like to go to a neighbor, like they'd have to go real far outside of the yard, and and they just don't, you know. The dogs are very well trained. They get tied up whenever my neighbors are like you know going to be gone for the whole day you know and that's that's upon my request because you know delivery guys don't like to show up and get out of the car with a 130 pound dog and you know a 75 pound dog barking their heads off to come and see him you know so my neighbors do chain them up when they leave for the day so that way I don't have to be like oh I can't get my package cuz the delivery driver won't stop but other than that, man, they got like doggy condos out there, man. I would sleep if if I got locked out of my house and obviously weren't as handicapped as I am. But if I were to be like locked out, you know, other than like, you know, the obvious dog smell, their their little their little huffles are very well insulated, clean, warm. Like they they got it pretty good out there. You know, but the whole chaining your dog to a tree and everything like that that is kind of, you know, that's that's a little not okay with me. So, I have a huge problem with outside dogs. Unless they are like livestock guardian dogs. Uh, people where I live are very, um, they don't value dogs. Uh, for you, if anybody's watching the video version, you're going to see a, a, a cute little hot dog I'm holding right now. His name is Fafnir. Fafnir, I have little to no doubt in my mind, was dumped uh, for who knows what reason. Uh, this little hot dog jumped out of a farm field uh, and jumped right in my car. <laughs> uh, I have another adorable wiener running around at my feet right now uh, named Fritz. I'm not sure where, what he thinks he's doing, but... You know, why would you take a probably six-month-old puppy and just dump it along the road? I don't understand it. Uh, the same thing for people that, if I'm going to get a dog, I'm just going to throw it in the backyard. Why have it then? Seriously, why have it? Unless it's going to be your companion in some way, there's no point in, in you having a dog. Um, I, I don't understand it. Now, like livestock guardian dogs, where like you live on a farm... And you're trying to keep like the coyotes and the stuff away at night. Sure, I get that. I understand that. It's a working dog. It has a, it has its job. It's not there to be a companion. It's there to to you know have a function. But just having a dog in the yard for no reason, I I just don't understand it. I, I have a real hard yes. time with it. I I can I can kind of I can I can really co-sign that sentiment. And like I said, my neighbors outside dogs, you know. They stay in the yard, they run free, they have a great old time, they get along with my dogs, and they keep everything away from my yard. Like, you know, that may not be, they may not have been their intended, like, job or function when my neighbors procured them, but because they train them so well to, you know, stick within the boundaries of our of our property... You know, now at nighttime, I hear them go off. I hear them, 
I hear them, you know, raise holy hell out there. They're both and so it's wet. normally the reason. <laughs> I don't know how dogs do that. I'm sorry, but they're so wet. Like, I guess they just came inside. <laughs> Yeah, that fresh morning oak, uh, that fresh morning dew, but um, no, my my neighbor's dogs like they go they go off, you know, they go off the handle sometimes at night, you know, and like I said, caregiver Katie and I just look at each other and we're like, whatever was trying to get into our yard, didn't make it very far because right after you hear the dogs caterwaul, you can normally hear something being really really freaking sorry, <laughs> like like a skunk. Like, I don't want skunks in my yard. And those two, they take care of the skunks. And they don't get it. Hmm. They don't, they don't, it, like, they, they don't get, they don't get sprayed. I mean, like, they're very efficient and very, very, like, you know, going back to the instincts. Like, with the last, uh, last story we covered, dogs got instincts. Yeah. And if you put them to use, they're very useful. But if you misuse them, they're very damaging. So... Indeed. Either way, you know, I like I like my neighbors outside dogs. But yeah. You know, so it is what it is. these two dogs are now locked in my studio cuz my son brought them to me. Um and they are not happy about it. <laughs> they want to go back out. Uh so we're going to end this right here so I can let them out so you don't hear this the annoying whining sound I usually hear about 4:30 in the morning. And <laughs> we're going to remind you if you haven't liked or subscribed yet, Please do so. And if you profess to know us and be our friend and you haven't listened to me say this at this point, screw you. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there and blast, man. I can see the analytics and when we have friends, oh yeah, I listen every week. Bullshit. <laughs> I can see where you're at. I can see, I can see, no, no, I know what state you live in and I can actually break it down to cities and see where the listings have, uh, unless you're listening through a VPN, mother, you're lying, you lying, you lying. That being said, folks, the podcast does not cost anything. The only thing we ever ask that you pay is attention. If you just hit like, subscribe, maybe tell a friend, we'd greatly appreciate it. That being said, folks, I am the Raz Grease. He is the Buck wishing you all a happy and safe week and we'll see you on the next episode.